Good morning. Today is Tuesday, the 12th of November, 2019. We remember today Charles Simon. Our readings are Psalms 78, 1 through 39, Nehemiah 9, 26 through 38, Revelation 18, 9 through 20, and Matthew 15, 21 through 28. God is spirit. And those who worship must worship in spirit and in truth. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our heavenly matriarch, to set forth her praise, to hear her holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation, and so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship her. Let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by her infinite goodness and mercy. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart, We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness and by the power of the Holy Spirit keep us in eternal life. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The mercy of God is everlasting. Come, let us adore her. Come, let us sing to God. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before her presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to her with psalms. For God is a great God and a great queen above all gods. In her hand are the caverns of the earth and the heights of the hills are hers also. The sea is hers for she made it and her hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee and kneel before God our Maker. For she is our God, and we are the people of her pasture and the sheep of her hand. Oh, that today you would hearken to her voice. The mercy of God is everlasting. Come, let us adore her. Psalm 78, verses 1 through 39. Give ear, O my people, to my teaching. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings from of old, things that we have heard and known that our ancestors have told us. We will not hide them from their children. We will tell to the coming generation the glorious deeds of God and her might and the wonders that she has done. 
She established a decree in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which she commanded our ancestors to teach to their children, that the next generation might know them, the children yet unborn, and rise up and tell them to their children, so that they should set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep her, keep her commandments, and that they should not be like their ancestors, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation whose heart was not steadfast, whose spirit was not faithful to God. A generation whose heart was not steadfast, whose spirit was not faithful to God. The Ephraimites, armed with the bow, turned back on the day of battle. They did not keep God's covenant, but refused to walk according to God's law. They forgot what she had done and the miracles that she had shown them. In the sight of their ancestors, she worked marvels in the land of Egypt, in the fields of Zoan. She divided the sea and let them pass through it and made the water stand like a heap. In the daytime, she led them with a cloud and all night long with a fiery light. She split rocks open in the wilderness and gave them drink abundantly as from the deep. She made streams come out of the rock and caused waters to flow down like the rivers. Yet they sinned st still more against her, rebelling against the Most High in the desert. They tested God in their heart by demanding the food they craved. They spoke against God, saying, Can God spread a table in the wilderness? Even though she struck the rock so that water gushed out and torrents overflowed, can she also give bread or provide meat for her people? Therefore, when God heard she was full of rage, a fire was kindled against Jacob. Her anger mounted against Israel because they had no faith in God and did not trust her saving power. Yet she commanded the skies above and opened the doors of heaven. She rained down on them manna to eat and gave them the grain of heaven. Mortals ate of the bread of angels. She sent them food in abundance. She caused the east wind to blow in the heavens, and by her power she let out the south wind. She rained flesh upon them like dust, winged birds like the sand of the seas. She let them fall within their camp, all around their dwellings. And they ate and were well filled, for she gave them what they craved. But before they had satisfied their craving, while the food was still in their mouths, the anger of God rose against them, and she killed the strongest of them, and laid low the flower of Israel. In spite of all this, they still sinned. They did not believe in her wonders. So she made their days vanish like a breath, and their years in terror. When she killed them, they sought for her. They repented and sought God earnestly. They remembered that God was their rock, the Most High God, their Redeemer. But they flattered her with their mouths. They lied to her with their tongues. Their heart was not steadfast toward her. They were not true to her covenant. Yet she, being compassionate, forgave their iniquity and did not destroy them. Often she restrained her anger and did not stir up all her wrath. She remembered that they were but flesh, a 
a wind that passes and does not come again. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Nehemiah, chapter 9, verses 26 through 38. Nevertheless, they were disobedient and rebelled against you and cast your law behind their backs and killed your prophets, who had warned them in order to turn them back to you. And they committed great blasphemies. Therefore you gave them into the hands of their enemies, who made them suffer. Then, in the time of their suffering, they cried out to you. And you heard them from heaven. And according to your great mercies, you gave them saviors who saved them from the hands of their enemies. But after they had rest, they again did evil before you. And you abandoned them to the hands of their enemies. Excuse me. And you abandoned them to the hands of their enemies, so that they had dominion over them. Yet when they turned and cried to you, you heard from heaven, and many times you rescued them according to your according to your mercies, and you warned them in order to turn them back to your law. Yet they acted presumptuously. And did not obey your commandments, but sinned against your ordinances, by the observance of which a person shall live. They turned a stubborn shoulder and stiffened their neck and would not obey. Many years you were patient with them and warned them by your spirit through your prophets, yet they would not listen. Therefore you handed them over to the peoples of the lands. Nevertheless, in your great mercies, you did not make an end of them or forsake them. For you are a gracious and merciful God. Now, therefore, our God, the great and, and mighty and awesome God, keeping covenant and steadfast love, do not treat lightly all the hardship that has come upon us, upon our kings, our officials, our priests, our prophets, our ancestors, and all your people, since the time of the kings of Assyria until today. You have been just in all that has come upon us, for you have dealt faithfully and we have acted wickedly. Our kings, our officials, our priests, and our ancestors have not kept your law or heeded the commandments and the warnings that you gave them, even in their own kingdom and in the great goodness you bestowed on them and in the large and rich land that you set before them. They did not serve you and did not turn from their wicked works. Here we are, slaves to this day, Slaves in the land that you gave to our ancestors to enjoy its fruit and its good gifts. Its rich yield goes to the kings, whom you have set over us because of our sins. They have power also over our bodies and over our livestock at their pleasure, and we are in great distress. Because of all this, we make a firm agreement in writing, and on that sealed document are inscribed the names of our officials, our Levites, and our priests. 
Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle Q, a song of Christ's goodness. Jesus, as a mother, you gather your people to you. You are gentle with us as a mother with her children. Often you weep over our sins and our pride. Tenderly you draw us from hatred and judgment. You comfort us in sorrow and bind up our wounds. In sickness you nurse us and with pure milk you feed us. Jesus, by your dying we are born to new life. By your anguish and labor we come forth in joy. Despair turns to hope through your sweet goodness. Through your gentleness we find comfort in fear. Your warmth gives life to the dead. Your touch makes sinners righteous. Lord Jesus, in your mercy, heal us. In your love and tenderness, remake us. In your compassion, bring grace and forgiveness. For the beauty of heaven, may your love prepare us. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity. One God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Reading from Revelation, chapter 18, verses 9 through 20. And the kings of the earth, who committed fornication and lived in luxury with her, will weep and wail over her when they see the smoke of her burning. They will stand far off in fear of her turmoil in fear of her torment, and say, Alas, alas, the great city, Babylon, the great city, for in one hour your judgment has come. And the merchants of the earth weep and mourn for her, since no one buys their cargo anymore, cargo of gold, silver, jewels, and pearls, fine linen, purple, silk, and scarlet, all kinds of scented wood, all kinds of ivory, all articles of costly wood, bronze, iron, and marble, Cinnamon, spice, incense, myrrh, myrrh, frankincense, wine, olive oil, choice flour and wheat, cattle and sheep, horses and chariots, slaves and human lives. The fruit for which your soul longed has gone from you, and all your dainties and your splendor are lost to you, never to be found again. The merchants of these wares who gained wealth from her will stand far off in fear of her torment, weeping and mourning aloud. Alas, alas, the great city, clothed in fine linen, in purple and scarlet, adorned with gold, with jewels and with pearls. For in one hour all this wealth has been laid waste. And all shipmasters and seafarers, sailors and all whose trade is on the sea, stood far off and cried out as they saw the smoke of her burning. What city was like the great city? And they threw dust on their heads as they weeped and mourned, as they wept and mourned, crying out, Alas, alas, the great city, where all who had ships at sea grew rich by her wealth, for in one hour she has been laid waste. Rejoice over her, O heaven, you saints and apostles and prophets, for God has given judgment for you against her. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God.
Canticle M, A Song of Faith. Blessed be God and Mother of our Lord Jesus Christ. By divine mercy we have a new birth into a living hope. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, we have an inheritance that is imperishable in heaven. The ransom that was paid to free us was not paid in silver or gold, but in the precious blood of Christ, the Lamb without spot or stain. God raised Jesus from the dead and gave him glory so that we might have faith and hope in God. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Matthew chapter 15, verses 21 through 28. Jesus left that place and went away to the district of Tyre and Sidon. Just then, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and started shouting, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But he did not answer her at all. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she keeps shouting after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. He answered, It is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. She said, Yes, Lord. Yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, Woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed instantly. Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Let's affirm our faith together with the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Matriarch Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, her only Son, our God. She was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. She suffered excuse me, he suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the mother. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of, of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. God be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Our Mother in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. 
Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For all the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. In place of the suffrages, we will pray a litany of healing found on page 33 of Enriching Our Worship, Volume 2. Let us name before God those for whom we offer our prayers. I ask prayers for myself and for my son today. We are definitely feeling all aspects of of attack. Um, We covet your prayers. Most of all, we covet the protection of God. God, the creator of all, your will for all people is health and salvation. We praise you and thank you, O God. God the Son, you came that we might have life and might have it more abundantly. We praise you and thank you, O God. Let me pause here for a moment and say, I feel guilty, as many of us do, about asking for prayers for myself, right? So often we feel like our prayers should be only for others, and how dare we ask for ourselves. But I I would argue this, and I argue it to myself right now. Not only are we beloved of God and heard by God, even when we ask on our own behalf. And I think especially women in our culture are taught that we cannot ask for things for ourselves. That, um, that self-advocacy is sinful. And that's not the case. When we bring our needs before God, God welcomes them and welcomes that conversation. And so... Today, um, feeling besieged and, and quite frankly, I guess succumbing to negative anticipation, which is probably, I, I do ask on behalf of myself and my son who have been deeply affected by the strife in my life lately. I ask also on behalf of all of those on behalf of all of the persecuted, for whatever reason, all of the unappreciated, I beseech you, O oh God, on behalf of all of us, for your, protection, for your protection and for you to clear a space in which for us to thrive. God, you didn't intend any of us any of us, any of your creation to be abused. I ask for your rescue, O oh God.
God, the Holy Spirit, you make our bodies the temple of your presence. We praise you and thank you, O God. Holy Trinity, one God, in you we live and move and have our being. We praise you and thank you, O God. God, grant your healing grace to all who are sick, injured, or disabled, that they may be made whole. Hear us, O God of life. Grant to all who seek your guidance and to all who are lonely, anxious, or despondent a knowledge of your will and awareness of your presence and an awareness of your presence. Hear us, O God of life. Mend broken relationships and restore those in emotional distress to soundness of mind and serenity of spirit. Hear us, O God of life. Bless physicians, nurses, and all others who minister to the suffering, granting them wisdom and skill, sympathy and patience. Hear us, O God of life. Grant to the dying peace and a holy death and uphold by the grace and consolation of your Holy Spirit those who are bereaved. Hear us, O God of life. Restore to wholeness whatever is broken by human sin in our lives, in our nation, and in the world. Hear us, O God of life. You are the God who does wonders. You have declared your power among the peoples. With you, O God, is the well of life. And in your light, we see light. Hear us, O God of life. Heal us and make us whole. Let us pray. Heavenly Matriarch, you have promised to hear what we ask in the name of your Son. Accept and fulfill our petitions, we pray. Not as we ask in our ignorance, nor as we deserve in our sinfulness, but as you know and love us in your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Christ, light of light, brightness indescribable, the wisdom, power, and glory of God, the word made flesh, you overcame the forces of Satan, redeemed the world, and then ascended again to the matriarch. Grant Jacob and Jack and all of your children in need, God. In this, we pray, in this tarnished world, the shining of your splendor, Send your Archangel Michael to defend us, to guard our going out and coming in, and to bring us safely to your presence, where you reign in the one holy and undivided Trinity, to ages of ages. Amen. going to share a few thoughts and then I've got to run. We had first snowfall here yesterday so I have some shoveling to do and some cleaning off of the car and all of those things.
these were these are tough readings today, right? I think I have some insight. I I hope that well, God, let me get out of my own way and let the Holy Spirit speak through me to me and to those who listen. So I think our psalm kind of sets us up here because it talks about something that we talked about um, on Sunday, which which is the inheritance being faith and love and right? Because love is, is true godliness and all of those things being passed down is the great inheritance. Telling of the things that God has done. And in verse 8 here, actually starting in verse, well, verse 7, so that they should, this is the reason the reason we're going to tell all these things to the next generation is so that they should set their hope in God and not forget and not be like their ancestors whose hearts were not steadfast, whose spirits were not faithful. So communally here, I think the message here is evolution and communal growth. So like the growth of the whole people from generation to generation Um evolving from what they were and into what they are becoming a godly people and I think that this is useful to us it's useful in many ways we're going to see in some of our other readings um, an attempt to understand bad things happening in the world and I think that we as human beings as spiritual beings have evolved from a need to explain wounding and strife and difficulty as being from God, something God has done, has visited upon us. We, I believe that we are evolving from that and into a place where we can stretch our minds a little bit more and, and our spirits and understand that the effects of free will and the effects of what we do to each other is as human beings and that our enemies are not somehow not part of God's creation in this complete other that if they triumph, it must mean that God has given us over into their hands, but rather that we are all part of God's creation and that we all suffer together or we all move forward into joy together like this community communality i think that think that this is what we are evolving towards and i think that the psalmist kind of sets us up to understand that in the rest of the readings by speaking to passing down truth and faith from generation to generation there is a particular message for me here that i am going to bravely hold on to today um where it speak, where our psalmist speaks about a generation whose heart was not steadfast and whose spirit was not faithful to God. The Ephraimites, armed with the bow, turned back on the day of battle. They did not keep God's covenant, but refused, according, refused to walk according to God's law. 
They forgot what God had done and the miracles that God had shown them. And that is not tempting in the way like turning back is not tempting in the, in the same way that like a sweet treat might be tempting. Um, it is tempting when so besieged and one of our earlier psalmists talked about battered against like a tottering fence that's ready to fall to just lay down and be overcome, to give up. And so to me particularly, this is an admonishment to stay steadfast, to continue bravely on the path set before me that I chose in a time of peace. Well, not that I chose in a time of peace, but you guys have heard me talk about this. Sometimes when we are so besieged, it is hard to find God's peace. And so we turn back to the last place that we felt strength, and peace and empowerment and we keep going vectored on from there you know we've gotten our bearings from there and move forward so i take this today as an encouragement be steadfast continue on keep walking there shall be victory i cling to this and to the hope and faith that i have in god in christ jesus in the holy trinity in all that god has made and I ask God, if it be your will, bring me through, not just unscathed, but triumphant. Set, set, the, set my banquet in the presence of my enemies. And there at the table with them, let me remember that they also are your children. Let me be brave and work towards your healing in this world, God. And help me. I know I can't do it on my own, so send your Archangel Michael to defend me. Pour out your Holy Spirit upon me. Let the words that I speak today be not my words, but your own, O oh God. I have to get going, so I'm going to kind of not exactly gloss over, but speak to the rest of the readings and that it is so difficult to understand when terrible things happen, when suffering happens, when other people don't do what we feel that they should do. Particularly for me these days, injustice is incredibly frustrating. I have done my part. Why is not then the rest happening? And 
there are a myriad of things that we cannot see. I think we can hold fast to the fact that it is God's will for healing and reconciliation of all creation. And we must not give up, even when we cannot see it right now. Let us not give up. Let us hold fast and go forward, and God, show us what that means for each of us today. What does standing firm, rooted in your faith and love, look like for us today? Be with us and bear with us. And God, I'm sorry that... Well, let me just quickly... In our Old Testament reading in Nehemiah, the lesson here is that when the Israelites were prosperous... And I take that word from my commentator. They repeatedly spurned God. And then when times were difficult, they turned back to God. And God continued to rescue and redeem them. And this is, I mean, this is somewhat trite. It's, it's when our, in our times of trial that we cry out, help to God. If there's something that we're going to carry forward, or in addition to the many things that we should carry forward as blessings from our time of trial, let's carry forward also what it is to turn to God and to beseech God and to listen intently for God. And clearly, let us not be like those in Revelation that seek to satisfy the longing of our souls, excuse me, not with, not with the living water that is God, that is true sustenance and refreshment and healing and the source of all things. But with earthly things, no, let us not, not do that. In this particular passage of Revelation, it's described by my commentator as lamentations of those who had been enriched through their dealings with the corrupt city. Now the city is falling and they are grieving. They are lamenting. And if you've studied grief, you know that grief sometimes shows up as anger and denial. 
And I think that's where we are right now, that the old systems, the systems of white patriarchy particularly, and I say that as a white person, I say that knowing that I, for all of the discrimination that I have faced because of my gender, it is not... I also have been entitled because of my race. But I think that we see grief played out, grief for the loss of power and privilege by the entitled. We see that played out in the reactions of anger and denial and these backlashes of persecution I believe them to be reactions out of this grief and so I pray God that all of those who are whether they're aware of it or not grieving the loss of their power and entitlement may they see that there is something more beautiful on the other side when all people are treasured and valued and allowed, not just allowed, but granted the space and the context to thrive, to bring their gifts and talents to bear. That other people shining doesn't diminish us. Other people's success doesn't diminish our own. It is not it's not supposed to be a competition. It's supposed to be a collaboration. And so I pray God for you to heal the hearts of those who are afraid of losing, whose fear and perceived scarcity are causing this thrash and this backlash and this keeping of others down. Remove not only the boots of the privileged from the necks, of the disenfranchised, but also heal the hearts of those who were privileged and who fear not being. Sometimes we get all wrapped up in how we get to the table in the moment that we see. I had a long conversation with my son last night about affirmative action because we were watching this movie and he was really upset because the person in the movie got the job, not because she was qualified, but because she was she. And here's, here's my perspective on affirmative action. We get to the table. The important thing is getting people to the table, right? And creating that space where their gifts can flourish. And it might look like this person was given a leg up in this moment because they're a minority. But here's the deal. For centuries, centuries, minorities were blocked from having access. So if you follow that thread all the way back, yeah, minorities do need a leg up because they've been blocked from the inherited privilege. The rest of us already have a leg up. 
there needs to be a balancing. So yeah, there should be a couple seats at the table reserved for minorities until we get to that place of equilibrium where everybody has access to education and connection and resources. Don't worry. Giving somebody else a chance isn't taking away yours. There are plenty of seats at the table. Changing the paths by which we get there doesn't cut off yours. All right, lastly, our gospel reading. <laughs> Another problematic one. I want to take something a little different from this. There's lots of... of of research that you can do on this. And there are a lot of places that we could go. But I would say that we are sent with God's message and sometimes there's an unexpected recipient. Like if you're a missionary to a foreign country and you find that the person taking up the most of your time and your energy and your effort is actually one of your fellow missionaries. It might be so the reaction might be one of I didn't come for you, right? And I think that we can draw parallels there for a lot of different situations. And so instead of focusing on, in, in reference to this gospel reading, who Jesus came for, I'm going to say that Jesus came for all of us, for all of creation. And my particular focus here today would be, let's not begrudge. God's love to anyone. And now I've really got to get going. <laughs> I, I have uh, I have stayed quite a bit more than I had intended to, um, but I love you all dearly, and I'm glad that you are here. And and thank me. I know I've been focused a lot lately because I'm going through such a time of trial on myself and thank you for being compassionate with me in that thank you for helping me make the connection from my suffering to universal suffering and to enter into prayer not only on my own behalf which i believe is okay with god but also on behalf of all 
who face persecution and abuse. Please keep praying for me as I keep praying for all of you. Have a wonderful and blessed day. Um, and let's go ahead and wrap this up. God, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. We go now in, pa- in peace to follow the good road, and may God's blessing go with us always. Amen.